0: Totally Nonsense on Nonsense News Nation. Totally. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and cadets, to another riveting edition of Totally Nonsense on Nonsense News Nation. I'm your host the Block Party aficionado slash podcast person, Brandon Scott Ellis. And on the other channel here, here's someone who has my middle name, but unfortunately not my first or last name. It is Scott.
1: We do share a Hebrew name, though, Brandon. We both have the same Hebrew name, Shmuel. Oh, what the Shmuel. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Totally Nonsense on Nonsense News Nation. I am Scott, the second host. And today... We are going to be having a very special episode. We're not going to be talking about any nonsensical news stories. We're going to be talking about the new Block Party album. We haven't been
0: uploading podcasts frequently this year. This is like the second one. So you'd think... You'd want to, you'd want us to catch up with more nonsense and do some more funny stories, but I'm sorry that has to wait. One more podcast. I, I promise one more podcast, we'll get back to the flow, but before Nonsense News Nation, I had another love, Scott, so we're in a polyamorous relationship between Nonsense News Nation and Block Party. I've loved this band since I was in sixth grade, and now I'm 23 turning 24 in August, so let that put things into perspective. I know all their albums, all their songs left and right, the history of the bands, everything and anything. I'm like one of those 13 year old girls at a Beatles concert back in the sixties. So I'm, I'm I'm pretty hardcore. So nonsense news nation is my platform to speak and relay my nonsensical uh, spiels. So I want to do that with block party and Scott, thank you so much for letting me do this. And I know you have some opinions yourself on the new album, Alpha Games. Right. Well, I would argue
1: that music is also nonsense because it's kind of crazy to have an idea in your head for a song and then it just comes to life. And also, you were saying how you're you're a, very much a fangirl for this band, like a 13-year-old girl at a Beatles concert, and I was happy to come with you to a block party concert. And you reacted about the same way any 13-year-old girl would at a Beatles concert, except you did not faint, but you, I'm sure you were pretty close to fainting at some point.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the lead sing, singer during like the last encore song jumped up in front of me, and I was touching him. Everything <laughs> was kind of a blur, so it's like I mentally blacked out. I just remember saying, "I'm like, Kelly, I'm, I'm such a big fan," and and then
1: I, I don't know. Here's what I think happened. I think when Kelly touched you, he sensed how badly you wanted a new Block Party album to come out. And so he got right hard to work at a new one with the band as soon as they got home from touring. And
0: thankfully, that album came out. Well, Scott, it's really funny you mentioned that. So we saw them in 2019. They were going on tour to celebrate their first album. Why did it take over 15 years to celebrate that album? I don't know, but it's a good album. So they they had a tour uh, based on that. And it's a really pumped-up, energetic album. It's, you know, a cult classic in the indie scene and rock music in general. I guess that energy was channeled. So when the band performed that, they were inspired to start making music as as a band. So I think they were planning on immediately making uh, the new album in 2020. And I remember on social media, it was like February into maybe March, they were advertising being in the studio writing music. So... This is a band from London, England. But only three of the members are actually from London, England. The bassist, Justin, is actually... Uh, he lives in the United States. So it was very hard for him to get to England. So because of him, we had to wait six years. So I thought in my, my fangirl mind that we'd get an album in 2020. And they didn't because of the the, the great viral ick. The way
1: this... Review is going to to go. I'm going to be essentially interviewing Brandon about how he feels about the new album, what he liked, what he didn't like, and what he appreciated, and ultimately, was it worth the wait? We're going to get right into it. I'm going to be asking Brandon questions. I'll interject occasionally because I listened to the album. Before I even ask you my first question, I saw that you were actually able to get a signed vinyl copy of the
0: album. Signed by all members of the band. It's funny, Scott. Um, I don't even have a vinyl record. You don't have a record? I, player? I got it. I got, I ordered the CD. I saw for, from Newberry Comics, they're actually going to have an actual signed print w- included with the vinyl. So I couldn't pass that up. I was so happy and ecstatic. I took a picture. I showed you. <laughs> what would you say it looks
1: like? Yeah. So the album cover, it looks like an X ray somebody's somebody's colon
0: it looks like i was smiling holding up an x-ray of my own colon i posted that on instagram i tagged block party and believe it or not they blocked you no there i was actually included in their official instagram story oh i didn't know that that's cool so i'm gonna be very biased going into this all right so
1: why don't we just why don't we just get right into this brandon so my first question for you is overall were you satisfied
0: with the product, given the amount of time you had to wait for it? When you're this much of a fan of something and you're waiting for this long, you kind of have a lot of expecta- expectations out the get-go. Their last album before this, Hymns, was a bit was a bit slower and m- melodic. Block Party is known for being very fast-paced and energetic and having this lively, impassioned, almost political sound. I, I enjoyed it. It was definitely a good album. But there's things I wanted. I wanted Russell, the guitarist, is known for making his guitar not sound like a guitar. So I wanted more of that. I wanted more solos. I want Kelly's range to shine. I wanted Luis, the new drummer, to start singing more because she has her own band, Nova Cub. I wanted some hard-hitting songs. I wanted some softer songs. I wanted really deep lyrics. Did it deliver on all of that? No, nothing can but did they make a satisfying great album? Absolutely. The energy was there that I wanted. There's very good variety. Uh, they they utilized the new members to their fullest potential. I mean their fullest potential. And the old members, Kelly and Russell, they're just seasoned veterans. And, you know, Russell gives it to the guitar in, in ways that I expected but also surprised me, which I, I really wanted going into it. So, just a basic summary. Yes, I was satisfied. Not their best album, but really damn good it's a very good album it sounds a lot
1: like four in the sense that it's very bright i like a lot of kelly's very fast vocals but obviously the the biggest star of this album russell's guitar and like you said he goes to great lengths to make sure his guitar sounds like any other instrument beside a guitar
0: besides exactly it was always the mind-blowing thing going into the band. It's just It was like the guitar, how they blend all the instruments together, uh, Kelly's amazing vocal range, and how fired and fast-paced the drums are. And this album has all of that. It's really good. The one thing I will say the album is lacking for me personally is some of those deeper, more introspective lyrics that were so intelligent in at least those first three albums. But you have to kind of go go in knowing what you're getting into. This album takes dark subject matters and kind of puts a very exciting spin on it. So that leads me to my second question. What's the theme of the album? Because there is a theme. The theme of the album. Well, if you go by that first single, Traps, which was easily one of their best songs in a long, long time. It has a very sick, twisted sort of vibe to it throughout talking about the more disgusting side of humanity and how people could feed off of other people manipulators backstabbers bad friends people in politics people in power who are on top it's that ugly side of humanity and like one one of the big visuals of the of the album is um a venus flytrap feeding on a fly which is it's so perfect and you think of the name alpha games alpha is dominant and it's games, like they're playing a twisted game. I'd say a good half, if not more than half, of the album definitely conveys that. You have um, the opening, uh, Day Drinker. It has an energy very similar to something off of 4, their fourth album, with a heavy guitar and talking about two brothers and alcoholism and how one treats the other. Then you go into traps where... It's so bombastic and twisted, and it's about this, I would presume this guy preying on this girl. It's really messed up in, like, the best way possible. I don't condone this in real life. It's just good music. I'm I'm sorry. And then it keeps going. Like You'll have Kelm is a snake, very fast-paced, with the guitar and drums just banging along. Rough Justice has a similar energy. The girls are fighting, just about, like, a bar fight going on. Yeah, I can go on forever, but like the ending of the album, the peace offering, it's kind of funny because where it's like, it's kind of offering peace, but really not. It's like that sort of vibe right there. And it kind of perfectly
1: concludes the album. This was the impression that I got. The album is telling a progressive
0: story. I, I disagree. I think there's different stories throughout. I think tone wise, yes. Music wise, yes. Actual lyrical content, no. Not in my opinion, at least. Kind of going through the album, I'd say a lot of the songs are growers because there's so much, so much nuance, so many different musical elements, elements that you may not catch. Like a good example for me is "Rough Justice." I love that song just from all the little details that you hear with, like the guitar. Like the guitars add so much drama to uh, Kelly's just super fun lyrics. Again, they're just little tidbits throughout the album. It's kind of hard to describe. Uh, The Peace Offering's very good with that. Um, Of Things Yet to Come, which is a slower, more, as Kelly says, it's a soppier song. There's some vocal beats that are echoed throughout that you could pay attention to later on. So this definitely is an album that you want to listen to at least twice, definitely a few times. And play it loud as it needs to be played,
1: seriously. My next question for you is why do you think the band decided to talk about dark subject matter, about manipulation, about control, about the darker side of masculinity and alpha games? Why did they decide to talk about that but make the music and the tone so so
0: happy? Why why the contrast there? Why do you think they decided to do that? The thing about block parties are always trying besides that one sound alarm tour. Which goes against their philosophy of trying to move forward. They're always trying to move forward. They're always, they're never trying to look back. They want to move forward as a band. So each album reflects how, how they are at the time. So Hymns was, you know, a bit more personal. But if you just look at the landscape of how, when this was written, which was about 2019 or so, or 2018, 2019, things like Brexit or, you know, the Donald Trump presidency. Or the the Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter, different socio political events happening throughout that are being exposed, set forward to the surface. The theme of the album that being taking advantage of other people. So I think that's what they what they figured. Why is it fun? They want to make fun, enjoyable music, and they're they're good musicians. They know what they're doing, and they this new invigorated energy from this tour that they did. They utilized the old and the new perfectly well to make something a little bit different yet nostalgic. And my
1: final question for you about this album is, if someone came to you and they said they want to listen to Alpha Games, what song they should listen to first? Is there a song that you'd recommend them first or would you recommend them listen to another album before Alpha Games?
0: Well, as far as my personal ranking goes, um, it's not my first favorite. I'd say Traps their first single, they knew what they were getting into when they made that, when they released that. It has so much bombastic energy. Uh, the, the rhythm guitar, the lead guitar, and the bass guitar just blending in perfectly together. Uh, that chaotic drum energy that just you don't hear in a lot of other bands, especially indie bands, that Louise brings. It's, it's, a, it's a quick album. I think it's about 39 minutes so it's not like you're wasting any time even if you're not a huge fan of the album. Um do yourself a favor and check it out, seriously. It's just a lot of fun. Any other questions that you have before and you go to before you go to your own little review of the album? No,
1: I, I think I'll wrap it up by saying I started listening to Block Party after Brandon showed me them. In 2019 or 2018, I I heard Helicopter before because it was on Guitar Hero 3, mm-hmm. but I never listened to, I think, I, I don't remember. But I listened to all of Silent Alarm and Silent Alarm Live, and I love Silent Alarm Live even more than first Silent Alarm. You know, I listened to 4, I listened to every album except hymns, really. After I heard Traps... And I, honestly, I loved it. I loved it. And when the album came out, I listened to the whole album. I was a little little disappointed to say that Traps is the best song on the album. I think it was a, a great song to release first, in the sense that it really lets you know what this album is entirely about. I mean, there isn't too much I haven't said already, that you ha- or that you haven't said that I, you know, disagree with. I I really like how Russell's guitar shapes most of the songs. Kelly's vocal range is fantastic and his lyrics are pretty great i I like uh how quickly he can he can sing and but it doesn't even really feel like hip-hop it's its own genre really this album these guys are kind of trailblazers in the alt-rock scene and i really liked alpha games you know if i had to put it on a number scale so far i'd probably give it about a seven out of ten I really like how Russell's guitar shapes everything. I love uh, Louise's vocals and her drums. I wish there was more bass. I wish I heard more bass because I really liked, uh, I really liked yeah. the bass. I didn't hear yeah. as much of it as I would have liked. Bass and Traps is really good, though. That's why I wish I heard more of it. I, I don't think there's enough of it. I think, I think Russell's guitar and Kelly's vocals outshine
0: everything else. So there you have it. I know it's not the typical brand of nonsense that we have and we'll try to get back to our regular regularly scheduled programming but this was a nice a nice fun little ditty that we did i appreciate you scott for putting up with it i'm glad you enjoyed the album seriously all right so that's it for us we hope you enjoyed the podcast i know i sure did if you want to hear more from us you can check out our social medias we have a website com, or Go listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, YouTube, wherever there are podcasts. We're probably there, except for Apple. And if you want to contact us personally and give us your take on Alpha Games, we want to hear about it. You can contact us at NonsenseNewsRadio at gmail.com. That is NonsenseNewsRadio at gmail.com. Once again, I've been Brandon Ellis. I've been Scott Fantastic. This was Block Party, Alpha Games, Totally nonsense, Nonsense News Nation. We'll see you in the next podcast. Goodbye. Peace. Bye. Love you all. Bye. Bye.